the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Greetings. Good afternoon to you. Welcome to the Tuesday edition here on The Ride Home. Kath, good to see you as well. Thank you, John. Happy Pleasure. to be here. Mm-hmm. I like how you say that. Like you're like um, I feel like I'm a guest host on your show. <laughs> like you just stopped. Yeah, you're by. like thank you for being here. I'm like oh happy no. to thank you for the invitation. Like you just walked in. <laughs> Meanwhile, we've been laboring at this all right. day long. And I got my certificate today. Oh, which I always hold in protest. Yeah, as you know. Uh huh. So this is your 13 year, year anniversary certificate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the ride home. That's right. Which I would add, hey, look at that. Oh, my gosh, look at it. It's like a, a little. It's Nosmo King <laughs> just showed up. What happened to me here? What's going on here, too? I don't know. Wait, your chair's in the wrong place? I feel Everything like Sid Divins or something. I don't know. Things mm-hmm. have yeah, so we are streaming. Yeah, we are streaming uh, at the Word Pittsburgh, if you go on YouTube mm-hmm. right now. And if you don't you like can, what you see. You can watch all this crazy right. stuff unfold. Or you can uh, watch the uh, Bald Eagles. It's it's either us or either the Bald one. Eagles. Either one. It seems like a lot of people like to see baby animals. Who doesn't? Right? I wasn't saying that was a bad thing, but I'm I mean, saying that I think the productivity in probably America's or Pittsburgh's offices has plummeted yeah. as a result. Yeah, have I, you have you seen them? Yes. Have I, you go, oh, I went and looked today. Oh, I have not. I mean, I didn't go onto the live video. I saw still photography. What? That's like doesn't matter to you? I mean, it's okay. You want to see the real thing, though. I mean, still photography is as much the real thing as video is. It's just not, not moving. But I want to see like the little things, you know, with their heads sticking around. And I don't know. Whatever. Did you go out and look at it? No, I'm not going to do Christy, it. did you? No, you don't care. Christy I did it last care. year. Look, Christy looks bitter. She's like, no. <laughs> she's bitter. <laughs> Christy's she's bitter. like, she's resentful that other people enjoy it. About the bald eagles. <laughs> How dare they? What are they doing? She'd much rather tune into the ride home. The people who like the bald cat. eagles. Exactly. Anyway. Anyway. I thought it was supposed to be warm today. It was going to be overcast but warm. Mm. It's cold. Is it? Well, it's spring. Okay. It's officially, you know, we didn't talk about this yet. It's officially spring. That was Sunday, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the first day of first spring. First day of spring. I lo- that's Hallelujah. super exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was <laughs> I was putting away the Christmas wreaths, the outdoor Christmas wreaths. Right, just yesterday. Uh, in the basement over the weekend. They had not been out for oh, some good. time. Oh, okay. They were sitting in the, on the landing. Sure. And so then I put them in the cupboard, and what was I put them next to the Easter baskets. And I was like, well, look at that. The changing of the season. That's- then I thought- are we done with the Easter baskets in our house? When do you stop the Easter basket? See, here's the thing. I what? never had an Easter basket. <laughs> Why? No, you never I don't have, know. Your parents never got you any? The bunny, I think maybe the bunny one time. Showed? I might remember 
like one time when I was like Bonnie six, never showed five or six or something. I got multiples. Every year I got at least three Easter baskets. Every year. Sometimes more. Christy, Easter basket, yay or nay? Yay. And oh. I, I'm 28 and I still get them. I see. I still get we have my daughter the Easter baskets. Do you? Yeah. My mom still hides them for all of us. Oh, that's, that's so good. awesome. That is so good. <laughs> I love that. What's the best hiding spot? In the oven? No, I think mine's usually like just under the table. Oh, right. It's not. It's oh. not I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not that great of a hiding. <laughs> it's not. It's fine. No. I mean, don't you have like? So you have to feign going to find your basket. Oh, like no, we make a whole show out of it. There's uh-huh. so there's there's four of us, and three of us are still in Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just a whole show of we video it and have fun with it. I plus love your that. niece too. Oh yeah, plus her. See? My next door neighbor, Wendy, um, one year she couldn't find her Easter basket Uh-oh. and she was crying. She was very sad. Her mother had put it, you know, the in like the underside of the player piano, like where the pedals are. Oh, She'd yeah. like stuck it in the piano. Excellent. Wendy thought she didn't get an Easter basket. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like, what's an Easter basket? Because mm, I never got one. That's sad. So I feel fine. Okay, fine. About it. All right. Enough of that. Uh, how the news today? Well, I mean, it's pretty much every bit as depressing as the okay, other days well, of news. Without further ado, then, please give us the uh, top four at four. All right. For Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. That's a lot of twos. Mm. Number one. Imprisoned Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny has been handed a lengthy prison term, John, on top of the one he's already serving. In a trial that Kremlin critics see as an attempt to keep President Vladimir Putin's most ardent foe behind bars for as long as possible, a Moscow court sentenced him today to nine years detention in one of Russia's notorious penal colonies after finding him guilty of fraud and contempt of court. What this guy has been through. Oh, my gosh. What do you say about him? His will to live. I mean. So the court also decreed that he was to be moved from a prison camp near Moscow to a high security prison. Since when is like people who are convicted of fraud going to high security prisons? Anyway, the trial, which opened about a month ago, unfolded in a makeshift courtroom in the prison colony hours away from Moscow, where he's serving a sentence for, quote unquote, parole violations. Mm-hmm. His supporters have criticized the authorities' decision to move the proceedings there from a courthouse in Moscow, saying it effectively limited access to the proceedings for the media and his supporters. Alexei Navalny, how old do you think he is? 46. He's even good with dissidents? Okay, 45. Okay. Good grief. He appeared at hearings where in prison garb and made several elaborate speeches during the trial. Also, he was tweeting today. What? How can he tweet? I'm telling you he was tweeting today. On some, someone is tweeting on his behalf. He's, I believe he is tweeting himself. Well, how can that be? How can you be in prison, have access to your phone? I am and telling you're you, I was reading his tweets this morning. Okay. Number two. A shipment of crucially needed medical and wound care supplies from Pittsburgh to Ukraine made it to an alternate destination Friday as Russian missiles hit an aircraft maintenance facility in Lviv in western Ukraine. Because Russian missiles hit the site where the Ukrainian Ministry of Health was to collect the locally donated supplies, they had to send them to another location. But the thing I wanted to focus on is that Brother's Brother from our area sent four truckloads of Highmark Allegheny Health Network medicines and medical supplies, which were complemented by Giant Eagle's medical donation. Wonderful. Excellent. So they made it where they're supposed to go. Brother's Brother will continue sending shipments to the Ukrainian Ministry of Health plus humanitarian supplies for refugees at reception centers in Poland and Romania, along with continuations. Listen, you can donate to the Ukrainian Relief Fund there as well. That's from today's trip. And number three. 
You may have heard the news. It came out yesterday, right before we went to air, that the Pens and GM Ron Hextall just beat the NHL trade line and snagged Anaheim Ducks forward Ricard Raquel from the Anaheim Ducks for a pick and a prospect. That meant that Zach Aston Reese went away as well as Dominic Simone. Um, you have any what feelings you about away? that? They went to Anaheim. Really? Uh-huh. That was the whole thing? Yep. Oh, interesting. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Christy, uh, bye. <laughs> what did you say? She bye. said bye. She's so emotional about it. <laughs> Cat's getting all choked up, too. Sorry. And number four, in their 10th year of nesting, the Pittsburgh Bald Eagles in Hayes welcomed their second chick of the season this morning. Mm, second one. <laughs> A third egg expected to. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> a third egg is expected to hatch between Friday and Sunday, according to the Audubon Society. And that's mm. your top four at four. Very nice. A good egg. A third one. Th- this couple have been together, I think, since two thousand and four. And this is their seventeenth eaglet. Seventeen. I mean, that is a productive pair. That is very good mm-hmm. to be proud of. That isn't it? Excellent. Yes, uh, they began nesting on a wooden hillside above the Mon near the Glenwood Bridge ten years ago. Nice. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's enough. A lot to take in. Uh, let us take a quick break and. Uh, oh, regroup. by the way, both parents will take turns warming the chicks. <laughs> Just want you to know. All righty. You know why? Because it's an egalitarian nest. Well, you know, someone's got to do it, right? You want? There's nothing worse than a cold chick. <laughs> Just say. Safety third. Pastor Jay Slocum will join us next. The parable of the talents and what they teach us about our priorities as believers. Watch the show live on YouTube at the word Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show. It's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, WORD. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. I love seeing the transformation of a smile. 
There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock, voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life. For a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. As the world emerges from the pandemic, exciting opportunities exist for the local church. You're invited to a complimentary brunch buffet this Saturday at the Lamont as PRISM, the Pittsburgh Region International Student Ministries, presents Gracious, featuring international apologist and author Abdu Murray. Be inspired and challenged as you hear how you can impact our world right from your local congregation. The brunch is free. Donations are welcome. RSVP at Eventbrite or visit pghcommission.org. Pastor Jay Slocum is back with us in the Church of the Ascension. Jay's been with us over many, many years. Jay, welcome back, friend. How are you doing? John and Kathy, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. It always seemed to me, Jay, that you were a safety-conscious type of person. I'm surprised to hear that you're saying safety third. Well, I am a safety-conscious person. I'm just not a safety-first person. Oh, all right. Okay, what does that mean? Well, there are lots of instances where putting safety first would put a lot of people in danger. So if you're if you're a mom and your kid jumps out in front of a bus coming towards you, you don't want to put safety first. You want to put uh, courage mm. and prudence first, and you want to do everything you can. That might mean tackling your child and letting the bus run over you so that the wheels don't. Mm. So the problem with safety first is it tends to protect corporations, it's driven by lawyers, it creates lots of procedures, and it requires people to be compliant, um, but it doesn't require them to have to um, use common sense or be courageous or, um, the most important thing, um, take personal responsibility for their own safety. Right. Okay. So uh, as you speak then, Jay, I I was just on an airplane. And of course, always before you take off, they go through the routine and always they say in the event of, and then the the masks come down, they say, put the mask on yourself first Mm -hmm. and not on your child, which runs Mm -hmm. contrary to, as you're saying, common sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the whole plane thing is a great example of, you know, if you've ever sat through a safety procedures uh, course, um, you know, everyone's checking their texts before they have to put the uh, on plane air. Th- you know, the the plane's going to be moving. I can't use Wi-Fi. So the the big the movement really started with a guy named Mike Rowe. He uh, he was the host of a of a show on TV called Dirty Jobs. Oh yeah. So from 2004 to 2006, he went without any incidents, but he also went constantly with safety. Uh, supervisors telling him to do things like put on a life vest when he was in one foot of water, putting a culvert pipe into a drainage pond. And what happened was his crew and he started getting injured and they wanted to know why. So they realized that what was happening is when, when they got told so many times an inordinate amount of times, more times than any of us are told that, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about your safety. Um, while they are being, you know, hauled up a zip line a thousand feet 
over the air to, you know, inspect, you know, a, a, a wind turbine. You know, this is his life. Yeah. So what happened to Mike was he realized that um, for so many years of hearing that, his, he and his crew began to think that other people were responsible for their safety, mm. which made them not take care of themselves in environments that were safe. Yeah, that's good. So there's a study that's out that says that people who are uh, crossing streets where there are no warning signs or that person who says, do not walk, not yet, you know, whatever the, the thing when you push the button, yeah. um, there are less instances of traffic accidents uh, with pedestrians at those types of crossings. Really? So you're saying if you look out, you, you, if you look out for yourself, um, is you're more inclined to be safe as opposed to the systems that are in place to make you safe. Yeah, it's called risk adjustment, and it's a natural. Before we became obsessed with externals keeping us safe, the world was kept safe by helping people to remember that the world is treacherous, mm. and that you must mm. always be adamant about keeping yourself safe. The Boy Scouts used to say safety always. Mm which is probably better than safety first, but there's still lots of instances where safety is not always the best course of action. If you're, a, if you're an EMT first responder or a fighter fi- firefighter, you do not live by a safety first right. philosophy. If you're like me, an extreme sport athlete, I've been a mountain extreme sport athlete my whole life. I'm a mountain biker. I was out on the trail this morning and uh, I, I hadn't been on the trail since October, and I really wanted to beat my last record, which I use the Strava app, and it pressures you to really want to beat your last record. But the 54-year-old in me said, <laughs> you probably should take the long road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about making this an exploratory loop around Humpular, a, a, a course that could kill you? And that is named humpular because you oftentimes have to hump your bike over <laughs> rocks and ledges in order to not die. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so risk adjustment was actually at play this morning for me, yeah. um, risking my life on a mountain bike. So which did you, which one out? Well, what one out was I want to be able to ride for the whole season. Mm. Right. So I took it easy and I got a good workout and I'm riding with my buddy on Thursday and I want to ride with him on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be injured. So, you know, with a, a course that I haven't been on in four months, I don't know what's changed and it has rained in the last few days. So that's a natural sort of instinct. It's called risk adjustment. If there was a guy who was there at the beginning of the course saying, everything's safe, you're good to go, I might have... Who knows what might have happened? Yeah, yeah. You know? Listen to the expert and then had an accident. Okay, so we're so you're saying that our sense of personal judgment and maybe self preservation is is potentially being weaned away, um, or kind of worn away is a better way to say it, by all of our public health advice and measures that we get on a daily basis? Absolutely. And I think those are driven by corporate uh, cover your behind policy more than there are lots of companies that have a mirror when you walk into the shop that say you're looking at the person responsible for your safety. Mm. And it's it's a safety third mentality. It's it's um, those of us that are in the trades. 
you know, I have, I have things in my shop. I run a bike shop and I have things in my shop that could tear your, your hand off. And so when there's a new brush on the, 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 the brush machine to clean parts, I always tell everybody there's a new brush. And then I say, what does that mean? And then one of my guys says, we got to wear glasses because when there's a new brush, the wires tend to pull out very easily and you could lose an eye. I don't put a sign up that says safety first. I say, you're responsible for your safety. Use your brain. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Pastor Jay Slocum. It is a non-OSHA-approved segment. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jay, how does all this connect then with us as believers? So I was thinking about this. Uh, I've been thinking about this for years. I first started thinking about it when my daughter freaked out when we pulled out of our house on Beechwood Boulevard when we lived in Squirrel Hill in the city. And she said, Daddy, I don't have my seatbelt on. And I said, Baby, you're not going to get run over by a truck pulling out of the driveway. Mm-hmm. And I really started realizing I needed to do something about helping my kids to take responsibility for their safety rather than using externals. But the passage that comes to mind that's most applicable for, from, for us, I think, is Matthew 24, where Jesus gives us the parable of the talents. Remember that? Yeah, yeah sure. He gives three different guys three different amounts of money to invest. And the first guy takes, takes a, a tremendous amount of risk with a lot of money and doubles it. The next guy takes a moderate amount of risk with a moderate amount of money and doubles it. And the last guy takes a small amount of money. And to be safe, what does he do? Buries it. Buries it. He buries it. And he says, I was afraid that you were going to be a harsh man, so I buried it. And Jesus tells the parable, you know, from its his perspective is the master is indignant. He says, you know, you, you could have at least put it in a bank. You could have at least risked enough to put it in the bank. You're a coward. And we know he's talking about not just about money. He's talking about our gifts, um, our hopes, our dreams, our capacity. And all of that stuff requires us to have faith, requires us to take risks, requires us to be courageous, requires us to, of course, uh, be safe in the sense of you don't want to get your arms hacked off starting a new venture. Um, but it's definitely not a safety-first approach. Uh, I don't think Jesus had a safety-first approach when he commissioned Paul or when he said, Go ye therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah, much to their peril. I mean, all the apostles were killed. There's no safety-first there. Absolutely. All the apostles were killed, and they they put the mission first. And there's something beautiful about, you know, putting the mission first and putting yourself um, at risk for the sake of others. Nobody wants to get hurt. You know, it doesn't feel good to injure yourself physically. But I think I, in the last three years, particularly in our country, I've seen a level of um, lack of common sense and lack of agency and instead a level of kind of mindless compliance around folks trying to keep us safe that has been really frustrating. Hmm. Where do you draw the line, though, Jay, between um, wanting to encourage people's common sense, which I think is so it's so important, because especially if you're going to become a, a traveler, you're in different parts of the world. Not everything is like America. 
So there are a ton of yeah. dangerous places yeah. that you can go. And so if you don't have your head about you, if you're, you know what I mean, then you're, you should, first of all, you should never travel. Um, but the second thing is we also, though, want to champion, um, you know, uh, we don't want to return to like the garment industry of, you know, 1911, where people were under constant threat in the workplace or the coal mines of West Virginia. Um, sure. So how yeah. do we, how do we balance those two things out? Well, I think that's easy because you have if you have two poles, one is safetyism that that causes people to have compliance without thinking. You know, the the sign says it's okay to walk, so the person texts without looking both ways across the street and falls into a manhole. Or how many accidents do we have on 376 because a person has on a safety belt in a car that can tell them who's in front of them and behind them, but they're texting and they rear end somebody before they get in the tunnel because we can't drive, listen to the radio and text at the same time, that's safetyism and its effects are very deleterious in society. It hurts a lot of people. On the other extreme is exploitation. You know, we don't want to go back to coal mines. We don't want the garment districts. We don't want people working in, um, you know, mills where they're getting crushed by, you know, doors and slag and, they're not getting compensated and the company's making lots and lots and lots of money because they don't have any procedures in place that allow people to be safe, even when they take personal responsibility. But I don't think, I don't think we're anywhere close to that um, extreme in our society in 90% of our industries. Right. Okay, so taking it a step further then, you know, you talk about these last several years, which, of course, have been a nightmare for all of us. Now, so uh, we read an article today about churches have sort of plateaued as far as the number of people who are going to come back. This is basically where we are. We can expect, you know, no more, uh, uh, you know, the population to rise on any given Sunday. So with that in mind, and of course, all the... Fragility and anger and angst over the masks mandate and, you know, all that. And at the same time, people with those, you know, comorbid uh, uh, conditions Mm -hmm. uh, who are in the pews with us Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. responsibility of, you know, the elderly people with um, uh, compromised immune systems or cancer or whatnot – What's our role then as believers to show up at church, to love on one another, and to you know have that flourishing? Uh, you want to do the right thing at the same time. You don't want to be some kind of shill or sheep. Yeah, you know, I think that the stance that um, is godly is that uh, we want to encourage everybody to follow the culture mandate and the stewardship mandate that's in Scripture, which says take personal responsibility for yourself and agency over yourself. And make sure that you're keeping yourself and others safe to the degree that you can. And, of course, we want to be concerned about other people's safety. Um, What we don't want to do is we don't want to have a stance that says, I'm not responsible for my own safety. An external institution or company or church or person is primarily responsible for me because then – we don't have the capacity to have common sense and think and be aware. We may be compliant, but we may not be safe. Mm-hmm. And and so I think that to the degree that I've seen lots, I you know I'm a pastor of pastors. I've, I've I've worked with a national organization that takes care of pastors, and so I'm in touch with lots of pastors. And 
and mo- many of the pastors that I, I care for and love and, and oversee and disciple and, and friends with have taken just that approach. They, they've said, look, we trust that you understand how to keep yourself safe, and we're going to keep that balance to the degree that we can. And uh, then, of course, you have to deal with people who think that they're responsible for everybody else, and you have to deal with people who think they're responsible for no one but themselves. We don't want to be in either one of those positions because no. it's love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yes, I'm into that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jay, yeah. we need to so take— it's, it's, it's easy to say on the, uh, on, the, uh, on the back end of a pandemic. It's not right. easy to say. But it's still here, though, right? I mean— uh, Yeah, yeah and, and both of what both of you are saying is reminding me of a news story that uh, was just released today. But, Jay, I'm wondering if we can talk about it after the break. Can you stay with us for a minute? Sure. Terrific. Fabulous. That's Pastor Jay Slocum. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about a news story today. Americans' return to church has plateaued. Two years in, um, Americans appear not more likely to show up for church as they were a year ago. We'll talk about it next. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more, or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm, specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax issues easy. Easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest. Resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Your life, your hopes, and whatever you were searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Spring is so close, and with the budding of the trees, the blooming of the flowers, the shedding of our winter clothes, Realtor yard signs will soon be popping up all over our neighborhoods. Now, these are strange days indeed, but if you've been dreaming and hoping to buy that house, the first thing you need to do is connect with United Faith Mortgage. Of course, you've heard them here on Word FM, and for many good reasons, our listeners have made United Faith Mortgage their go-to mortgage provider. It's the small family team, the big lender advantage that gets your attention, but as you go deeper into the process, the kid glove care from Denise, Ryan, John lets you know you've made the right decision. So, if you're looking for a mortgage, or to refinance, or a cash-out mortgage, do your homework, and then go to unitedfaithmortgage.com to get pre-approved. United Faith Mortgage, where faith and family are first and foremost with people just like you and me. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. At wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. 
If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Cloudy skies expected for tonight with occasional rain. We'll see a nighttime low of 48. Cloudy tomorrow, a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, mainly early. It'll be breezy with a high of 62. Tomorrow night, mainly cloudy and mild with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm in the evening, followed by a shower in spots late. Storms could bring down force, damaging winds, even an isolated tornado, low 48. Breezy Thursday, clouds and sun, high 60. With your Mackie Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Church of the Ascension in the Oakland Shadyside neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh. Pastor Jay Slocum is with us. We're talking about uh, Safety Third. And now we're going to pivot and talk about Americans Return to Church apparently has plateaued. Yeah, it just reminded me when we were talking about Safety First and how, of course, safety was at, you know, it the paramount part of everyone's mind during COVID. Um, now I'm wondering how... If it's possible to get out of that mindset. Wait, it wasn't on everyone's. No, it wasn't on everyone's (laughs) mind, but it was on some people's. It was on a lot of people's mind. It was a worldwide pandemic, right? It was very contentious. You're right. Um, A lot of people stayed away from church. A lot of churches were closed um, because of the pandemic. Even after the churches reopened, a lot of people stayed away because they didn't feel safe. And uh, news comes today from Christianity Today, Kate Shellnut article, which says that Americans' return to church has plateaued. In the article, she states that around two-thirds of people who usually attend church at least monthly said they were back in the pews in March at a rate of 67%, which is roughly the same as September. So it's not we're not gaining ground as far as numbers of people who are showing up on Sunday morning. It seems like we've gotten to the place where whoever's back is going to be back. And so um, pastors worship leaders, staff members, whatever, look out at the church and they think, well, when everybody comes back, we will do X. Instead, maybe we need to say, okay, this is, it. This is church now. Jay, your thoughts on yeah. that? Yeah. You know, our church was very conservative and we didn't, we didn't go, uh, we didn't unmask until uh, this Sunday. We went two straight years, either being closed down or fully masked or online. That's a long time, Jay. Kind of, it's a long time. So the fear was, are we going to, are, are people going to stay away? Or are they going to come? Yeah. And we were packed out on Sunday cool. and folks were in tears seeing faces that they <laughs> hadn't seen in two years. That's good. You know, I, I don't know um, that this should be a massive concern only because um, we're very fragile and our lives uh, we're made for community. We're made for um for the church. And when we have a tragedy or our lives get dried up or we have financial difficulty or we miss our friends or there's a, God forbid, a 9-11 event or something equivalent, um, folks come back to the Lord and they come back to the, the, ch- the church that has cared for them. Um, so I think that uh, I think that there are a lot of complex factors that make people stay away. If church churches continue to have an online option, people are creatures of habit. They'll get used to that. Um, people get used to going hiking on Sunday or whatever they're going to do, and they don't come back. But 
you know, I, I do think that if the church continues to make their 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 uh, focus discipling the nations and the gospel and uh, the goodness that the the church brings, that this will eventually shake out and uh, folks will come back. That's good. Uh, I, I'm really optimistic. I believe the same as you, Jay. What's interesting to me about the whole thing is not knowing, you know, individual churches, but talking to people in higher positions in multiple churches, generally, what I've discovered is that churches have survived and in many ways giving increased, uh, in very few instances, did it stay the same. I would say in the larger churches, perhaps in the smaller churches, fewer people meant fewer money in the coffers. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, our church is mid-sized to large, and uh, the great thing about our church is that we were able to stay on mission, and so we mm-hmm. continued to care yeah. for people. I Back to the safety first thing, I think if you send people the message that we're, care, we're, we're really concerned about covering our behinds, and we don't want to have any litigation, and we don't want people to get upset, and it's, it's, uh, we're going to make sure that we're everything's safe because we want compliance, and we don't look at people in the context of their lives. Uh, if we don't take any risks and we don't go after folks in godly and good ways to grab a hold of them with the, the gospel of grace, they're going to get that message and say, you know, why go to church? You know, it's like the it's like the Department of Motor Vehicles. Why should I go there? Yeah. You know, if that if that's happening, I'm not saying it is, but if that ha- is happening, out of fear or out of just thinking, hey, this is a safe way to go, I, I don't think folks are going to respond well to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think pastors especially, because, you know, I'm sure pastors got it from all different sides. Angry emails about why are we still wearing masks two years into this? Or how dare you, you know, I, I need to wear a mask as long as possible. And the pastor's heart is for the congregation wanting to do the right thing. And, of course, politics was part of it as well. It was just a really yeah. deeply messy time. Uh, massively complex and, and uh, not wor- – Regardless of whether you agree or disagree, the church is not a place that you want to cut off and not be a part of. Uh, we're never going to be in full agreement. I'm not in full agreement with what our leadership in our church has done. Um, I'm a libertarian. I think everybody should go around doing whatever they want. Um, but I comply and go along with things even when I disagree with it because – where else am I going to go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Dunkin' Donuts. I need the church. Yeah, I need the church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I agree 100%. Okay, one last yeah. question for you, uh, Jay, before you leave us. Um, from Christianity Today also, and this is from Daniel Silliman, uh, an uh, editor there who's going to be joining us actually later on the program coincidentally. But he said this. He said, people who drive 30 to 60 minutes to church okay, tend to attend mm-hmm. more frequently than people who walk to a neighborhood church. Yeah. Is that well, surprising? As, as, uh, no, as the former, you know, rock star pastor Rob Bell once said, people will drive a long way to see a fire. Huh. <laughs> you know, and if that fire is the Holy Spirit, you, I, I used to drive from Mount Kisco, New York, to New York City to attend uh, Tim Keller's church in New York City. It was an hour and a half drive one way. Wow. Wow. And I went every week. Well, because the gospel was being preached, and I was desperate. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with that. I think that, uh, you know, if, if if you're proclaiming the gospel and reaching out to people radically in love, um, 
I want to be there. I would drive that long, that far. <laughs> That's good. That's, That's really good. Yeah. Jay, yeah. thanks a lot. Terrific to talk to you, yeah, Jay. We, love, yeah, love to hear your great voice. to be with you guys. Yeah, thanks yeah, a lot. Thank you. Have a great day. You as well. Pastor Jay Slocum. It's Jay Slocum. We're going to talk about... Oh. We're going to talk about several of these things coming up on today's program. Um, Dan Silliman joins us from Christianity Today in the uh, second hour of the program. Are we doing, does this make sense? No. I mean, later. Later in the show. I thought it might be moving. I don't think so. Okay. 101.5 WORD. The Word of God. It's bold. It's direct. It cuts across the grain of popular culture. It illuminates the mind and transforms the soul. Its meaning doesn't change. It applies to everyone, everywhere. Hi, friend. This is John MacArthur encouraging you to find out what the Bible means by what it says. Join me for clear teaching from God's compelling Word every Monday through Friday right here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accounts and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm. We'll treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-3156 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 836, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And one way we can achieve that is by being debt free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-3156 and together we can help achieve this goal while putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-3156. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable. So don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. Last week, I set off on a road trip and uh, traveled from South Dakota through Minnesota, through Iowa, through Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and then Pennsylvania. Wow. And I cannot tell you 
how many signs I saw on that 1,300-mile journey for CBD or medical marijuana, billboards dotting the American landscape. I mean, it's become as ubiquitous mm-hmm. as, you know, butter. And it seems to be the understood, and I put that in air quotes, cure for everything. That is the bill um, we've been sold, right? That it is a cure-all for whatever. It, it is the new snake oil. Mm-hmm. And if you were to push back against that, well, then you were out of step. I mean, sure, because the governments are part of this now. I mean, they're giving your medical marijuana card because of your medical condition. That, to me, is sort of like the gateway into the legalization wholesale right. of medical of marijuana, right. right? Because if it's a medicine, well, how can you argue with that? Well, it's all natural. It can't hurt you. Right. Saw an article today in Study Finds that medical marijuana fails to improve symptoms doubles risk of addiction, so says a study. Many claims about the benefits of medical marijuana, reading for this report from a study finds, the cards, we learned that there can be negative consequences to using cannabis for medical purposes. Is People, that Was that on a billboard? <laughs> it was not. Mm. People with pain, anxiety, or depression, symptoms fail to report any improvements through those with insomnia, uh, those with insomnia experienced um, improved sleep. You think? <laughs> Okay, so better sleep, <laughs> okay. but, you know... Also there, disconnection from reality. Those with anxiety or depression were most vulnerable to um, addiction. The um, study also says that they're also the most common conditions patients seek a medical uh, cannabis prescription to treat, which is the pain. So in the trial of 269 adults from Boston... The authors split the participants into two groups, with one having access to medical marijuana, the second having to wait, acting as a control. Over the 12 weeks, the risk of developing um, an addiction doubled among the people getting immediate access to medical marijuana. Really? The rate of addiction doubled? By the end of the trial, doctors diagnosed one in 10 with addiction. That number rose to 20% among participants seeking a card for anxiety or depression. Quote, our study underscores the need for better decision-making about whether to begin to use cannabis for specific medical complaints, particularly mood and anxiety disorders, which are associated with an increased risk of cannabis use disorder. There needs to be better guidance to patients around a system that currently allows them to choose their own products, decide their own dosing, and often receive no professional follow-up care mm-hmm. just because it's big business right it's of course. billion 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 coming soon to the state of pennsylvania there's also a lot of evidence that uh regular cannabis usage and i mean smoking marijuana i'm not sure exactly this would be that with the thc element included in it right. as i believe as i understand it um significantly increases um a chance for a psychotic episode paranoia will destroy you right <laughs> You're quoting from famous song, poem, anything you can think of. Anyway, I um, what you're saying, the uh, data about psychosis, it makes you think that we are plunging into this wholesale in a way that is just foolhardy. It's holistic, it's absolutely, isn't it? There's, well, it's not holistic. And there's still no way to determine when someone gets pulled over for using anything but alcohol. Not immediately. How Right. You, but – if you can't figure it out immediately, then what are you going to do? You draw blood, and then it takes a while. Great, so you're not a week or so. And what do you do with the person who's on the I side of the road? Know. Yeah, well, I'm sure the police. Do you take them into custody. 
I think police departments have refined their criteria for someone who may be high. Well, I think that maybe it would have been good for the for the law enforcement authorities to decide on that before it was passed in different countries How or in different you? Because states. Because the the lobbying efforts were underway. That's the and problem. So... Is the law right? We just way put the cart before the horse on this. I feel like in twenty years we're going to be looking back on this saying, "Boy, that was a giant mistake." 20. I think probably less than that, right? But now, I mean, everything everything's good, right? Everything that we sort of like, we're like, eh, maybe we, this is not. Right, let me ask you another thing. We had decided in the country that smoking was bad, right? We had like gigantic, all those right. billboards you were talking about, I'm sure for years. Had Tobacco the, farmers are out of business. Right. So now, somehow, if you smoke marijuana. That's but like, the new cash crop. Right, like the health benefits of marijuana cancel out the negative benefits on your lungs. Right. And your cardiovascular system. Well, now system. you vape. Right. Which, look at all the studies now that are saying how terrible that is for you. I don't know. See, it's all, follow the money. It is follow it's, the it's money. That's what it is. That's sad, isn't it? Well, it's just been sold. We've been sold this. You know, uh, yeah. The CBD, uh, every state that I drove through, for the most part, had signage, right? Get your card. Sign that's up. The, that's the lobbying effort we're talking right. about. We and need to paying. take a break. All right. All right. When we come back, The Passion of the Christ, uh, the newest edition called The Resurrection. What should moviegoers expect? Mel Gibson's. Uh, apparently, they're calling it, people in the know are saying it's his magnum opus, his greatest achievement as a filmmaker. That's next. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. Speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsrustpittsburgh.com. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accounts and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-3156 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 836, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-3156, and together we can help achieve this goal while putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 100-TAX-3156. Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm Shirley'sburg, PA. Featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys, 
Dante Bow, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com slash creation. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. It's on a movie site today, which I want to do from time to time, even though I'm not watching movies. But -hmm. I was on a movie site um, called MovieWeb.com, and it really raised an eyebrow is what I'm reading. Uh, The headline is The Passion of the Christ, Resurrection. What should moviegoers expect? Okay, so The Passion of the Christ came out 20 20 years ago? 2004. Okay. Uh, Mel Gibson's, of course, uh, really famous depiction of the... The Passion of Jesus. Which I never saw. Christy, did you see it? I did see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. John also saw it. Uh, so yeah. I'm the only outlier there. A long time ago. Uh, worldwide, the film made more than $623 million. What a figure. Right. Holy cow. And that was, you know, Mel Gibson, you know, as the lead on that. And, of course, his investors behind him. Anyway, word is that there is a new Passion of the Christ. Uh, that is set to release next June, June of 2023. And uh, it is, um, it just, I, I, I can't believe what I'm reading here. Um, there's not much known about the, the plan for the sequel. It is called The Gospel, I'm sorry, uh, it's called uh, the film itself. It's called The Passion of the Christ, colon, Resurrection. Yes. Okay, so as I'm reading today on MovieGoer, uh, MovieWeb.com, There is not much known about the plan for the sequel, but a book out called The Gospel According to Mel Gibson, Fact, Faith, and Fantasy, a book written by a woman, Helen Bond, who is a professor of Christian origins in the New Testament. She says this, while Satan only had a couple of cameos in Passion, it sounds like much of the film will take place in hell, where we will likely be treated to Gibson's interpretation of eternal suffering. This experience will likely put Clive Barker's Hellraiser 2 Hellbound, I don't know the movie, to shame. Horror hounds will surely flock to the theater for this nightmarish entry, which may make which may shake some of the corny faith-based genre shackles loose and give us a true cinematic spectacle that will give George Lucas a run for his money. How about that? Whoa. How about that? What's your feeling? Uh, so if this is kind of um this is his magnum opus Mm -hmm. then you'd have to compare it or say at least it's in the same family as passion of the christ uh john your feelings about the film about the passion of the christ Mm -hmm. i loved it um i mean what was shocking and of course because oftentimes it's always whitewashed you can't really appreciate the brutality that christ suffered at the hands of the romans and there it is. I mean, I mean, it's over the top. I mean, like all things Mel Gibson, um, he tends to go for the gore, right? I mean, he really is over the top in his brutality. That's his mark as a filmmaker. 
Now, he did recut The Passion of the Christ and reduce some of the gore. Um, it it was so much that it took you out. It took me out of the film in some ways. But I appreciate it. I love the movie. I've only seen it once, and that was enough for me. Christy, I've only seen it once and as well, and I was like eight. Oh, you <gasps> saw it when you were eight? In 2004? Oh yeah, I would have been in fourth grade. Isn't that around eight years old? I was still I was working How here. did you react to that? I covered my eyes for half of Of course it. you did. Not to say that it is important that it was depicted the way it was depicted, because people should know the suffering of Christ. But man, so this, the idea of Mel Gibson making a sequel with Jesus in hell, what is that going to be like? One hundred one point five WORDFM Pittsburgh, on your smart speaker by saying "Play the Word Pittsburgh," and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says she has tested positive again for COVID nineteen and will not accompany President Biden to Europe for NATO meetings. Saki tweeted she took a test in preparation for the trip, and it came back positive. Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown-Jackson facing tough questions in her confirmation hearings. If she is eventually confirmed by the Senate, she would become the first black woman in the court's history. Police in Israel say a knife-wielding Arab man has killed four people and seriously wounded two others in the city of Beersheba. Authorities say the assailant drove his car into a cyclist and stabbed four people. Video footage posted online appears to show armed bystanders shooting and killing the attacker at the scene. This is SRN News. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7, 365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. 
As the world emerges from the pandemic, exciting opportunities exist for the local church. You're invited to a complimentary brunch buffet this Saturday at the Lamont as PRISM, the Pittsburgh Region International Student Ministries, presents Gracious, featuring international apologist and author Abdu Murray. Be inspired and challenged as you hear how you can impact our world right from your local congregation. The brunch is free. Donations are welcome. RSVP at Eventbrite or visit pghcommission.org. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hill seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Cloudy skies expected for tonight with occasional rain. We'll see a nighttime low of 48. Cloudy tomorrow, a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, mainly early. It'll be breezy with a high of 62. Tomorrow night, mainly cloudy and mild with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm in the evening, followed by a shower in spots late. Storms could break down pours, damaging winds, even an isolated tornado, low 48. Breezy Thursday, clouds and sun, high 60. With your Mackey Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Remember seeing the images uh, from Notre Dame burning? Oh, my gosh. We watched it here in the studio. You know how long ago that was? 2019. Three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2019. Wow. Anyway, um, out of the ashes comes some really interesting news that archaeologists have discovered, on Earth, I should say, several tombs and a lead sarcophagus thought to date from the 14th century. For This is uh, from France's culture minister. Uh, evacuation, evacuation work is taking place ahead of the reconstruction of the church's spire. The discoveries were made right beneath the intersection of the church's transept and its main body. Mm, so the transept... Is the part that goes this way? Yes, right. Across. For those of you, I'm sorry, who are watching on uh, video or on mm-hmm. uh, online, you can see it. We're uh, streaming live at the what's it, what's it called? Yellow. The word Pittsburgh. <laughs> Couldn't think of the name of our YouTube channel. <laughs> anyway, so the transept is the cross part. Yes. So listen to this. Archaeologists speculate that the coffin which visibly appears to have been dented by the weight of centuries of compression by earth and stone, contains the remains of an important church dignitary, you think? Of course you... I mean, if you're buried beneath Notre Dame, it's not like some guy named Some Ed. yokel. Hey, Eddie, you want to go in? <laughs> A miniature camera was used to peer inside the sarcophagus, which allowed researchers to detect pieces of fabric, hair, and piles of leaves resting on the head of the deceased. 
And and what era are they? Fourteen. Let me see. Uh, is this thing fourteenth? Yeah, fourteenth century, dating from the fourteenth century. Fourteenth wow. century. Mm-hmm. The plant that these plant. The fact that these plant elements are still inside means the body is in a very good state of conservation. In addition to the tombs and the coffin, archaeologists have also identified parts of painted sculptures, such as pieces from an original 13th century rood screen, a decorative partition between the altar and the rest of the nave that is a common feature of late medieval church architecture. Uh, also, there was a, uh, a bust of a bearded man and sculpted vegetables that were removed. Sculpted vegetables. Mm-hmm. Also uncovered in the excavation was a... I don't know if I want to be buried with vegetables. So, I just want to put it out there in case you guys are in charge. How about a bowl of plastic fruit? <laughs> no, I don't think I... I mean, I love fruit, but I don't, I don't think I need it with me. Also no. uncovered in the excavation was a subterranean heating system serviced by brick pipes dating from the 19th century. The conclusion of the excavation project heralds the resumption of reconstruction work on the spire, which is to completed, be completed in 2024, just in time for the Paris Olympics. At which point we'll be broadcasting live from Paris. Who, you and I? Yeah, when the spire is completed. Would... I'm just putting it out there. I think it's wishful thinking. I could make a plan. Be nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be nice? Okay, now, but my only uh, confusion is what era was the was the church itself built? The original date. Yeah. I do not know that. Okay, so the question is, was, you know that, was the dude buried there and then they built the church I, on I top know. of him? No, the church was built. The church was built. W- when was the... Notre Dame first built, I guess, is okay. the question. I mean, no. No, the church was built and then they covered, as you said, the dude. <laughs> Although I'm sure those who knew him and loved him in the French community in Paris did not call him the dude. Maybe not. Although he does abide. But he <laughs> continues to. But why? I'm I'm unsure as to why he, that would have gotten lost. What if he was like the lost. first bishop? But of then you Paris. think there would be some kind of maybe plaque there is. or notification. Well, there wasn't, or they would have. Well, maybe said, it was well, lost, this... you know, in the plants and the, the you know whatever, right? I don't know. So, yeah, Con- it says construction started in 1163. Oh, okay. All right, so he and he didn't die until the until two hundred years, years ago. It was years ago. finished in thirteen forty five. Oh, so it was about okay. So it was about the time that it finished that he died, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Thanks for planning on his part. Wow. Okay. I think I love stuff like this, don't you? Yes, fascinating. it's fascinating. And what about the vegetables? I feel like I want to go back to that. I don't know. Okay. Because you know you would think like you know th- things that are buried like in ancient tombs they mm-hmm. always have. This is a Christian cathedral. Right. You you think about that in the pyramids, you know, all the right. things that went in with mummies, you know, all sorts of, you know, their cats and their treasures yes, and their everything else that they were taking. And their with servants them. who were murdered along with them, the poor people. Glad you brought that up. And so what what's going on in Notre Dame? I'm sure, you know, we'll find out more. What, what, what's fascinating is when you first saw that, you think, well, Notre Dame's gone. The cathedral is we gone. We thought we were watching the very end of it that Oh, day. yeah, of course. But it's coming back. Yep. 2024. That's not far away. I know. It gives us enough time to schedule the remote. Right, Mm. Christy? Can you start planning that for us? I'm on it. Terrific. Someone's going to sponsor that remote. Really? Who would that be? Okay. I don't know, but I'm going to contact a few people starting now. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, sexual harassment went unchecked at a lot of places. The latest Christianity Today. We'll talk to Daniel Silliman, news editor of Christianity Today, about what he found out about his own company. Coming up next in The Ride Home. 
101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. Hi, it's me, Marsha, at the Springhouse. Did you know Easter's springing up on us? And quickly, too. Do you know what that means at the Springhouse? Well, first of all, it means you can enjoy the freshest, tastiest fried or baked cod every Friday night on the farm. It also means it's time to call and order your Springhouse Easter goodies. Our hickory smoked hams are extra special. We use only real hickory wood from the farm to slowly smoke these old-fashioned treats to perfection. Order a whole or half, and we'll send along cooking instructions, too. Mmm, how about Springhouse scalloped potatoes and homemade applesauce to go without ham? Finish off your meal with a from-scratch Springhouse coconut cream pie or custard pie or a chocolate log cake. Oh, and you can even decorate your table with our adorable bunny breads and eat them, too. Easter also means our annual Springhouse Easter egg hunt and Palm Sunday feast. Check us out at springhousemarket.com for all the details. Celebrate this most joyous holiday at the Springhouse in 84, Pennsylvania. Why doing it right roofing side? Remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing It Right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing It Right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You will receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to manufacturers, national roofing contracts. Contractors Association and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing it right is an Owens Corning Platinum contractor and James Hardy preferred contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hill seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Hashtag Me Too sent shockwaves. What has it been? Five years? Six years? It has sent shockwaves through institutions uh, low and high. Yep. Right? You cannot escape it. The Boy Scouts, Hollywood, your own, you know, uh, community organization, whatever that is. Wherever men or women gathered, right? Hashtag Me Too. Um, it was a reckoning, and I would say most people would agree, long overdue, right? Long overdue. The stories that you would hear, you go, what? What happened? That that happened? Really? Why doesn't someone talk about this? Well, finally, someone did talk about it in droves. And, of course, Christendom itself is not immune from Me Too. And in some instances, we're the worst offenders. 
Daniel Silliman is with us. Daniel's been a regular guest of ours over the years. He is the news editor at Christianity Today. He wrote a piece about Christianity Today itself, the organization, the magazine that has been around for many, many decades, and uh, one of the figureheads of Christianity Today over these many years has himself been indicted in hashtag Me Too. Daniel, welcome back to the show. Hey, guys. I appreciate uh, you having me here for this uh, serious issue. Well, we bring you on, Daniel, because uh, full disclosure, over the years, many, 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 many times. Monthly for six or seven years, probably. Right. The person that you speak about in the article, Mark Galley, was a regular guest on our show. Mm -hmm. And so you can imagine um, that we read this story with a sense of incredible... Horror and disappointment and uh, a lot of sadness. Um, yeah. and, and and we didn't want to hide that from our listeners. We wanted to just say, you know, this is this is someone with whom you're familiar and someone that we've had a relationship with for a long time. Um, and you, um, we respected the heck out of the work that you did because it had to have been awkward doing a news report on your own organization. So I guess before we talk about what the news report was, talk about the parameters that you stayed in. I mean, how were you able to ensure, how was Christianity Today able to ensure that you would write a fair piece? Yeah, self self reporting is uh is pretty unusual in journalism. Um, you know, they they teach you early on you don't want to be a part of your own story. Um, but it's not unheard of and, and sometimes it's um sometimes it's necessary to, to self report. But when you're doing that you really um want to establish your independence. And make it clear that you're telling the truth and that you're serving the reader. And this isn't a press release, right? It's right. it's reporting and it's investigative reporting. So we set up a couple of parameters uh, following best practices in media that, that we could find. Um, one is that I that that no one no one with um, directional charge over the ministry, no one at the executive level um, reviewed the reporting. It was just the news team. So I reported it um, completely independently, and uh, it was edited by uh, my news editor, Kate Shelnut, um, but no one on the executive side uh, had anything to do with it. And then in return, I didn't um, – yeah, so on the other side of things, I didn't have any special access to – HR files or personnel files, right? Those are those are private, and just because reporting on the same organization that I work for, those are those are still private. So right. it was reported independently uh, about ourselves. But at the same time, Daniel, um, the executive side of Christianity Today, did they know that you were writing this article? They did. They um, came to me, Tim Dalrymple, the president and CEO, and Ted Olson, the executive editor, came to me and said, you know, you have experience reporting on various types of misconduct and doing investigations. Um, You know, we can't tell you any details, but there's going to be uh, an external assessment uh, that we're having some consultants do at, at, at of Christian today, and we want to invite you to consider reporting. And they they said, you know, we don't know if you will run a story, we don't know what you will find, but um, you know, tr- treat this with the same 
integrity and thoroughness that you've shown us in other places. And, and so they, you know, sort of gave me that um, green light and told me to start um, reporting. But the decision to run anything and, and what to run was strictly in the news department. But yeah, they weren't surprised that I was working on this. They, they gave me the suggestion that I at least, at least start digging around. And then at the same time, Mark Galley, who, as we've said, we've had a long relationship with. We love Mark, and uh, he's always been an excellent guest, very thoughtful, uh, a deep intellectual drive over the many years that uh, he joined us as a guest on, as you might imagine, any number of subjects. Um, What, if any, relationship did you have with the former editor, uh, managing editor of Christianity Today? Uh, What was that like? reporting, investigating someone with very close ties to CT? Yeah, it's definitely complicated. Um, and I should say that that um, Mark Galley is one of two people named in this report um, who, um, based on my reporting, sexually harassed um, women who worked at CT over a period of about a dozen years. Um, and the sexual harassment involved um, touching, uh, sort of unwelcome touching on the lower back or or the back or something like that. Um, statements about how sexually desirable uh, women were to their bosses. Um, and then in at least a, a, a couple of instances, um, statements that were interpreted um, as um, by, by the women who heard them as an invitation to start an affair. That's the, just to be really clear, that's the range of conduct that we're talking about. Um, people accusing Mark Galley of and um, an advertising director who was uh, arrested for a sexual um, crime in 2017 and hasn't worked there in 2017. So that's the range of things. I only knew Mark personally uh, a little bit. He was he was there when I was hired in 2019. I was at his retirement party. I interacted with him a couple of times. But of course, um, you can imagine that many of the other people I talked to have long, deep relationships. And, you know, I interviewed more than... 20, I think more than two dozen um, current and former employees, um, many of whom, uh, about 12 of whom gave me firsthand accounts of sexual harassment. And some of these are also people that I work closely with um, and and have respected their writing or, or other ministry work over the years. And then I would say that, you know, the, the, the other piece of this that, 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 that is really hard and just heavy work is the institution itself, because part of part of what my reporting showed wasn't just that, um, you know, that bad stuff happened. Bad stuff does happen. Um, we kind of, you know, we live in a fallen world. We expect a certain amount of bad stuff. But but the thing that that really really made it important, I think, for us to report on was actually the the institution. It was it was Christianity today as an organization knowing about accusations and not doing anything. It was Christianity today as an organization, you know, not setting up the structures so that people could 
report when something bad happened, and those reports would be taken seriously and investigated thoroughly, and then some kind of corrective action be 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 dealt with. I think there's um you know there's a real tendency to think everything was perfect except for one person, and it's like that's that's not actually what my reporting showed. It showed a the culture big structural problem and a big cultural problem that that CT needs to work on even after people have retired and that and that probably um you know we hope that other people can learn from too even organizations that have never had anything happen but maybe also don't have some of those necessary checks and balances in place mm-hmm. and probably before hashtag me too whether it was CT or corporate America or whatever organization, most of these accusations, if they had been reported, which would be a big if in the first place, um, even if they were reported, would have been probably gently pushed under the rug. And, you know, times have moved forward. That person is no longer with us. So no reason to revisit that. And we'll just move forward. I certainly think a lot, a lot of us have, learned um, to take claims and, and allegations more seriously in the, in the last couple of years. Um, but it's also like, it's not like it was acceptable behavior no. <laughs> five years ago or 10 years ago. No. Um, you know, it wasn't acceptable behavior generally. It wasn't acceptable behavior in, in Christian circles. And, you know, in, in, in Christian today, has been involved in exposés over the years, and, and um, it, I, I don't know. I, I think you could probably, well, we, we weren't holding ourselves. Christian Today wasn't holding itself to the standard of Hollywood. We were holding ourselves to a higher standard, and I think it's pretty clear from the reporting and, and, and the, the apology statement that the uh, President Tim Dalrymple has written on our site that we fell short of those standards. Daniel even, Silliman. Even as we understood them at the time. Daniel Silliman with us, news editor at Christianity Today, talking about his um, groundbreaking story that he released uh, probably the week, no, it was last week, it was last week. Sexual yeah. harassment went unchecked at Christianity Today. Um, Daniel, I uh, really, as I said at the beginning of our segment, really respected you for how you went about uh, writing this article and the type of research you did, the number of people you talked to. Um, uh, I'm in a similar situation with you as uh, as well as John is, that in addition to knowing Mark, we knew a lot of the people who were also um, uh, harassed at Christianity mm-hmm. Today. And so we have, you know... Um, we can imagine different perspectives on the issue. Uh, but I think the number one thing that we can all agree on is that no one should have to work in a situation where they don't feel safe. And um, that doesn't mean where, you know, we want to indulge someone's crazy tendencies to, you know, don't come anywhere near me, but that's not what this was about. I want to um, emphasize that it was just about respect in the workplace. Um, these women weren't asking for anything crazy. They weren't ivory tower women who didn't, you know, want, uh, you know, any men to, you know, be around them or talk to them or what. That wasn't it at all. It's that there was something, and this is similar to every other 
uh, instance we've heard about and, uh, and you know, millions we haven't heard about, which is just that women feel uncomfortable. And um, so maybe you can talk about that, Dan. I know you're not a woman, but I know you interviewed a ton of them. Um, just kind of give us a window into the into what their feelings were or their senses were about what the workplace was like. Yeah, I think that's all that's all a really good good point about um, that experience. And and another thing I would say about the the reporting, just to just to add a little bit more, is that I it's not a story about one person saying one thing and another person mm-hmm. saying another thing, right? It's not about dueling credibility. What what I tried to establish in my reporting was a long pattern of behavior, and the pattern specifically was about ignoring boundaries. Right. It was about cross uh, about a a powerful, you know, senior authoritative man sort of not respecting the boundaries of of the women around him. And sometimes even just saying this doesn't apply to me or I'm been told I'm not supposed to do this, but um, I'm going to do it anyway. And, you know, my in in the the many women that I spoke to, they had different reactions. Some people got touched and thought, I don't know, that feels slightly weird. But I don't know. I'll just ignore it, I guess. And other people had like really strong reactions, like that is not okay, and and I am not um, comfortable just being in a space where um, this can happen at, at any time, where sort of anybody can just feel free to touch me on my on my body in my place of work without you know even walking up behind me or something. But I think, you know, the the really common denominator, however people reacted, was a was a question of respect, right? We can have different ideas of um, the proper roles of men and women, or we can have different ideas about, um, you know, um, I don't know what the some workplaces you hug, for example, and other places you don't. You know, there's yeah, those yeah, things, yeah. there can be a variety, mm-hmm. but but I feel like it seems like universally there can be a question of respect, and people know if they're respected, and people know if they're being disrespected, and you know maybe some of the touch wasn't intended to be sexual, but it was perceived again and again over the years as disrespectful and as crossing boundaries that people have the right to set for themselves. And, and what I found was that, um, um, Galley ignored those. And then above him, when stuff got reported to HR, HR ignored those or downplayed them. Um, and then the executive team also, you know, just had the authority to do something, and to say, hey, this is not acceptable. And if you want to keep working here, you have to respect the people that you work with. That's just a non-negotiable for this workspace. And they didn't do that over the years. So in the reporting, which was excellent and detailed, as we've been talking about, there was a follow-up, right? Uh, so Mark Galley himself uh, commented, uh, wrote several articles about uh, his reaction and expectations. Um, I don't want to you know, put you on the spot here, Daniel, but can you can you talk about that as well as a response to your reporting? I, I interviewed him for a little over an hour. Um, I included multiple um, denials. You can read his denials in my story. 
Um, he, he also apologized. Um, I think if you read them, though, it's pretty clear he, the, the apologies are all, um, I apologize if someone misunderstood what I was trying to do, right? That's not the same as an apology for doing something wrong. It's an apology that shifts the blame. And it's a classic move to make yourself the victim when you're accused of something. Um, I, I, yeah, I included them in the story. I think they're part of the story, but I also think it's clear that, that, that what I'm talking about is not one misunderstanding, but a long record of ignoring people's requests and ignoring people's right to set their own boundaries. And then on another level, uh, I just want to ask you to comment briefly on former advertising director of CT as well. Yeah, so Tokes Alawoye um, was an advertising director for, for a number of years. Um, as I said, he was arrested and then pled, pled guilty to um, a sex crime in 2017. And he um, was accused of, um, in, in, in my reporting, he was accused of telling many women how he thought they looked, um, implying that he wanted to have sex with them and, um, and doing, and, and crossing boundaries in the ways of like going into their offices, shutting the door and having long and, and inappropriately personal con- conversations. Part of what, what um, I thought was really important with the story of how people reacted to him was how, how many women told me they just couldn't trust the organization to take care of it. So they tried to protect each other. Some women even like had an agreement to pretend to have a meeting so that they could excuse themselves. And you know, that, that that's not uncommon for, for whispered networks or for women to try and have each other's backs like that. But it does speak to the deeper problem, which is, which is an organizational problem and a cultural problem. We have to, set up our ministries and our churches and our workplaces so that the people with the least power can trust that they're going to be protected and they're going to be taken seriously. And I mean, I think we owe this to each other just as human beings, but, but let's talk about us brothers and sisters in Christ. We have to take people seriously and can't just leave them to, to, to wonder if some man with authority is going to, um, disrespect them or or put them in a kind of really unsafe position. So, Daniel, just one more thing before you leave us. What's the reaction been from outside of those of Christian, at Christianity Today? Um, has it been a positive reaction? Um, what has that been like for you in your reporting, and especially for the women who were affected by this? Yeah, it's a it's a range. Um, you know, there's there's definitely people who are really appreciative and see this as a as a really needed moment of being honest and transparent and and and, and CT trying to set the standard for holding ourselves accountable and, and living up to those those high callings that we that we have. Um, on the other hand, there's there's a kind of range. You know, there's people who think that all Me Too and all sexual harassment stuff is essentially, you know, feminism, feminism gone rampant, and they're critical for that. There's people who um, have accepted um, 
Galley's denials and are, are sort of attacking me and attacking the women from, from that standpoint. And then, of course, I mean, sadly, there's also people that see this as uh, evidence of the hypocrisy of, of Christians. And I mean, I think that's a risk we run when we're self-critical. You know, if you ever confess to a sin, you know that that can give people who maybe don't like you or judge you or whatever a reason to, to, to jump up and down and say, I told you so. But that can't be a reason that we don't repent and don't own that that we've done wrong but mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a lot to do with it's a lot to deal with for everybody yeah the president and the ceo of christianity today timothy dalrymple has released a statement about this you can read on ct's website um for today daniel can't thank you enough for joining us to uh talk about it a, a problem a situation that i'm sure is particularly difficult for you so thanks Thanks, John and Kathy. I really appreciate the work you guys do. It's our pleasure. We appreciate your work. We'll take a quick break. Uh, as Kath said, if you want to read more about CT, uh, the article is online. Uh, even better yet, become a subscriber to CT. We have no skin in that game, but uh, there's a lot of excellence there. Mm-hmm. Daniel Silliman joins us from Christianity Today. I'm about to compare a pepper shaker to a cash-out refinance. Hang with me. You know when you're at a restaurant and they ask, would you like some fresh ground pepper? and then they crank that giant tube, but almost nothing comes out? For me, only a certain amount of time is socially acceptable to wait. I know that getting that pepper out might make my life better, but it just seems too impossible. And that's what we hear people say about the cash-out refinance. People realize that the value of their home has gone up like hot pepper the last few years, leaving all this extra money sitting inside their home. But is it too hard to get out? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and we are a family mortgage team committed to Word FM. If you're interested in cashing out the extra pepper in your home, we're good at doing all the work while you just sit back and relax. And often, your mortgage payment and years in the loan will stay the same. If you'd like to hear about your options, go to unitedfaithmortgage.com. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm, Shirley'sburg, PA. Featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys, Dante Bow, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com slash creation. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents. And does. Don't you just love the smell of old books? This is a library. Sorry, ma'am. We're looking for a book titled Liberty Mutual Customizes Your Car Insurance So You Only Pay for What You Need. I don't think we carry that, but check nonfiction. He really does devour literature. Please leave. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 liberty. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. 
Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Cloudy skies expected for tonight with occasional rain. We'll see a nighttime low of 48. Cloudy tomorrow, a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, mainly early. It'll be breezy with a high of 62. Tomorrow night, mainly cloudy and mild with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm in the evening, followed by a shower in spots late. Storms could bring downpours, damaging winds, even an isolated tornado, low 48. Breezy Thursday, clouds and sun, high 60. With your Rocky Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? This is long. Wireless mics, John, in high school, junior high, or kid theater productions. No, I hate it. I hate it. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's the worst invention for any young performer. It's it's the worst. Uh, it just kills the performance. I hate it so much. I'm surprised you brought this up. It's a particular sore point with me. Whenever you go see a, a, an amateur production... First of all, they, the, the voice is more than enough for the space that these kids are in. Second of all, the mics themselves are so disembodied, you never know who's speaking. So you have to kind of look around for a visual cue, and everything gets lost. Third, and most importantly, it destroys any intimacy between the performer and the audience member. So it doesn't make any sense at all. Clearly, you see I have strong feelings about this. I never knew you had strong feelings about oh, this. Oh, I just despise it. It was just like throwing up a ball and then there was a spike. Oh, wait to hear my does this make sense. By, by comparison, it's a peanut. <laughs> no. no. You're absolutely right. It doesn't make any sense oh, at all. I'm so glad. I was talking you were going to say. Ru- it ruins the whole thing. The it worst. It really wrecks the whole. And you know why? Number one, mm. never works. It never works. It never works. It looks bad. Everyone's got like, you know, like a wire either coming down from their forehead or sticking on their cheek. Is that a caterpillar? Is that a small right. snake? And there's some 14-year-old back in the sound booth realizing he doesn't know what he's doing. The worst. She doesn't know what she's doing. I, it's a, it's Even on Broadway, I don't like it. Come on, this is the theater. People have been doing this for thousands of years. Right. All of a sudden, I don't like it. It's, just, it's so antiseptic. It's soul-crushing. I don't like it at all. Well, I guess we agree that doesn't make sense. All right. Okay, so here's mine by comparison. Does this make sense? <laughs> Maraschino cherries. <laughs> oh, that's a leap. That's a leap. From, yeah. What do you think about maraschino cherries? Does that make sense to you? I think that I know. In no way, shape, or form does that make sense. I can't stand them. I don't like the way they look. I hate. Answer. I don't like the way they that's taste. The wrong answer. And the texture is appalling. I love them. I love them. I think. Uh, I love them so much. Uh, to wish- me, whenever I see a bottle of maraschino, I always think extra special treat coming our way. <laughs> I love them so Back much. To the Shirley Temple. Days. Oh man. You do that with real whipped cream? I mean, you could put that oh. on a roof shingle oh, and I'd go. Oh, get out of here. Christy's nodding, too. You guys, I talked about food coloring yesterday. That's the essence of food coloring gone 
wrong. Maraschino cherries. That is nasty. Really? What, so basically, they melt Swedish fish, and then they put it in a jar, and they stick fruit in there. It sure looks good. It's extra, it's extra special. doesn't make any sense. I love it so much. Microphones, don't do it. Put a maraschino cherry on the mic. 101.5 Word FM, WORD. Some people are minimum Christians, trying to get by in their faith by doing the absolute minimum. This week on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points to an example of maximum dedication. We'll look to the example of Mary and see how we too should be asking how much can we do for the Lord. Join us this week for A New Beginning. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. As the world emerges from the pandemic, exciting opportunities exist for the local church. You're invited to a complimentary brunch buffet this Saturday at the Lamont as PRISM, the Pittsburgh Region International Student Ministries, presents Gracious, featuring international apologist and author Abdu Murray. Be inspired and challenged as you hear how you can impact our world right from your local congregation. The brunch is free. Donations are welcome. RSVP at Eventbrite or visit pghcommission.org. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Zero right now. Get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest. Now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Year after year, it's the same routine. Drop off the taxes, pick up the taxes, leave a check. Maybe it's time to work with a business CPA who is less transactional and more relational. For Mike Radich and the team at MGR CPA and Consultants, it's about more than crunching the numbers. It's about getting the advice you need for complex tax issues and business solutions. It's just a better return. MGR CPA and Consultants. Honesty, integrity, always. At MGRCPA.com. For over 40 years, First Baptist Christian School of Butler has quietly offered parents one of the most affordable, high-quality Christian educations around. A complete education from pre-K through 12th grade with free busing, smaller classes, an extremely high teacher-student ratio, competitive athletics, and SAT scores well above the national average. Think an affordable Christian education is beyond your reach? Think again. First Baptist Christian School of Butler at butlerfbcs.com. Well, word is that uh, in D.C., of course, which is today, yesterday, and this week, uh, a hotbed of confirmation for Supreme Court, uh, expected to be Supreme Court justice. Uh, Outside the conference rooms, the cherry blossoms are in unusually early full glory. The bloom is Mm. upon Washington, D.C. 
Uh, they are, um, they peaked Monday, yesterday. This year's peak apparently is 10 days ahead of the recent 30-year wow. average, Wow, March 31st. Records of the Cherry uh, Blossom Peak date to the city's tidal basin, go back to 1921. Uh, the peak bloom is defined when 70% of the cherry tree buds are flowering. Isn't that cool? Have you seen them? Uh, I've only seen them one time. Me too. Yeah. And I was young. I was in sixth grade. That's pretty young. Yeah. They are gorgeous. Though, they? It was beautiful. Even when you just, you know, run across a random cherry tree. Yeah. I've seen them here in Pittsburgh. Have you? Mm-hmm. Sure. And they're they're in bloom. I haven't seen them in bloom this I've year yet. Oh, have you? Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I was thinking about um, the fact that it's very nice for the people enjoying them, but a lot of people make, you know, plans. You know, to, vi- to visit. And so that'll be kind of disappointing if they miss the peak, and especially if there's a strong wind. Then oh, yeah. they can go away so fast. But you stand there and you're surrounded by the, the petals, the pink petals. That's not the same. Um, speaking of cherries, I want to go back and say that I did a little research on the maraschino. Oh, yeah. While we were on commercial the break. nutritional value and excellence therein. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I want to tell you a couple things about it. First off, they're usually made uh, from uh, light-colored sweet cherries such as the Royal Anne, Rainier, or Gold varieties. Mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. But this is – I'm reading here from Wikipedia. In their modern form, the cherries are first preserved in a brine solution, usually containing sulfur dioxide and calcium chloride, Mm. to bleach the fruit, then soaked in a suspension of food coloring, Mm -hmm. sugar syrup, and other components. Give me them. (laughs) Give them to me. Because, you know, it's surrounded then by a mountain of whipped cream, Mm -hmm. probably some nuts, multiple varieties of ice cream mm-hmm. uh, and whatever else you want to throw on there. Mm-hmm. But the cherry, of course, the cherry on top of the sundae mm-hmm. is the pinnacle of ice cream excellence. Yeah. Um, I still, nothing about this makes me want to eat them at this point. Um, other, it just, nothing does. And um, there was some concern over the years on the um, food color uh, red number four. Yeah. Remember there was the ban on that? Yes. Wait. So you so you're saying I'll be lying in my deathbed and go, you know, well, those maraschino cherries got me in the end. All I can say is, is if you start to turn red, we might have found the source right now. Right. How often do you eat them? <laughs> I mean, few and far between. Oh, see, it's not like you've got a jar at home. You just no, pop a few no, every day. No, I do not. Christy. No, no. Oh, I don't have a jar of them. You're not committed to them in that. If way. they come my way, you know, if you go out somewhere. And somewhere When's the last time you like you had a banana split? I mean, as a kid, I thought oh, to me the banana split was like the it's Mount delicious. Rushmore yeah. of all ice cream. Whenever I was a kid, my aunt Patsy would take me to church. If I was in air quotes a good boy, I was probably six. Mm-hmm. We'd walk across the street from church to the local village dairy, and I'd get my choice of lunch or banana split. Like I'm going to choose like a bowl of tomato soup and a grilled cheese sandwich, right? So I always got the banana split. That was a wise choice. And you get those maraschino cherries. Now it's a rare thing that I get. Okay. See, now my parents would eat maraschino cherries every day. What? Mm-hmm. What? Tell me that well, it was, story. It would be in a Manhattan. Of course. That's probably the biggest purveyor yeah. of maraschino yeah. cherries, right? Yeah. And if if, it, if they were having martinis, it would be an olive. But most days it would be a Manhattan, which would have a maraschino cherry mm-hmm. or two. I mean, you can't argue with that. Just saying. Well, you know. A maraschino cherry. I think. I wonder. Is it is it like, 
is there like a prime manufacturer of well maraschino cherries used to be they weren't suspended they weren't suspended in sugar syrup and food coloring they used to be soaked in alcohol and so that was the original thing but then they had to come up with a way when they became in the end of the uh, 19th century popular in the united states to make them more cheaply Mm -hmm. and so that's when they were coming up with that and then uh prohibition hit and since they were so closely associated with alcohol then they kind of fell away after prohibition stopped then they kind of resurfaced but in the like sugar syrup suspension okay so what if like on friday i brought in some ice cream with some whipped cream and a jar of maraschino cherries and we enjoyed ourselves a bowl of delicious ice cream you you would not have a maraschino cherry what We'll no. split the bottle, John. Jeez. But I can count them out. I'll be the like arbiter between the two of you, and I'll make sure you get equal amounts. Wait, so you're never, like, you'll never again have one. Never. I don't know. Actually, in a Shirley Temple, I kind of get it because it kind you know what I mean? So I'm, I might eat it in a Shirley Temple, but I haven't had a Shirley Come Temple on. in about 30 years. Exactly. exactly. So I don't think a I'm ever going to have Temple. one again. Remember the first time someone said, Would you like it? I thought I was so adult and sophisticated. Do they do that now? I mean, I mean, I remember like, oh, you want to share? Oh, of course. You Are kidding you kidding me? me? Oh, I like straddle myself oh, up love... to the bar. Me... All of a sudden, you know, I'm like Ray Milland in the last weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> give me a hit me with a double. I mean, who does that? Oh, who does that stuff? It's a great life we live. Coming up next, I've got some celebrity birthdays to run past John today. Uh-oh. And uh, we'll see how he does with that. Also, I'm um, closing out some other news locally speaking on the ride home. Yeah, ready. Mm-hmm. But ice cream on, on Friday? Doesn't that sound good? Ice cream Sounds great. So, is there a local? Is there some Baskin and Robbins? Or you just sure. want to go some Briars? As the humanitarian crisis grows in Ukraine, Food for the Poor is mobilizing to help displaced and refugee families. We had like five days, six days walking, no sleep, uh, only a little of food. Every day, more and more families are displaced forced to leave their homes with only what they can carry. If you have a heart to help the people of war-torn Ukraine, please join with Food for the Poor and our ministry partners to help keep them from starving. A gift of any amount will make a huge difference. Food for the Poor has access to a network of more than 3,500 pastors in Ukraine and surrounding countries, as well as ministry partners who are already distributing food. Your generous financial gifts will allow us to help even more people. Please, give your most generous gift right now. Call 855-828-4673, 855-828-HOPE, or click the Help Ukraine banner at wordfm.com. This spring, share an evening with one of the great Bible teachers in America today. Anne Graham Lotz, Skip Heitzig, and Tony Evans will be coming to Museum of the Bible as part of Transform, the museum's new series of biblical reflections. Listen to these great preachers share their favorite scripture and the transformative impact the Bible has had on their lives. Seats are limited, so register today at museumofthebible.org. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BURY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BURY-DRY. That's 1-800-BURY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or crack walls and or footer stabilization projects or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com jnd waterproofing family owned and operated since 1939 we've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe 
QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. Your life, your hopes. And whatever you were searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Periodically, we turn to celebrity birthdays because John has some kind of freakish ability. We're not sure it's exactly very limited. where it comes from. Very limited. Um, about being able to to say, it's usually within five years of how old people are, celebrities are. Uh, <laughs> but it's more like within two years, right? Yeah, it's usually closer than five. But a couple of these might challenge you a little bit. Okay. Well, so I may not see. My problem is it's only a certain generational set. Sure. Once I leave that generation, sure. half of them I don't know who the people are, right. let alone when their birthday right. is. Okay, so we're going to start with uh, Reese Witherspoon. Oh. Now the three, love... of, the three of us watched her in the morning show. True. Yeah. She was great. What a character she plays in there. Um, what's her name? Reese Witherspoon. No, I know her name, but what's her name <laughs> on the show? I can't think of her name. I don't know. How about Legally Blonde? I saw that once. I don't really remember it. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's a real fun. Sweet Home movie. Alabama. She's got she's got a uh, you know list of credits a mile long. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon. Now she's one of these people. You know, did she play June Carter Cash? Yes, Who played, yes. yes, she okay. did. Oh man, what a great movie that is. I never saw it. Oh, I know, you and I never feel badly did. about it. I know. Oh, I'm, you I'm I'm not proud of the fact that I haven't. Okay, uh, she's been around a long time. I bet you Reese Witherspoon's probably been around twenty. Uh, Forty-seven, six. Hey, not bad. Very impressive. 40s. Bradley Jackson is her name. Bradley, right? Bradley I knew it was a guy Jackson, named. Bradley okay. Jackson, the West Virginia reporter. Exactly. Rises to the it's top. It's a great. It's a great character. Yeah. Keegan Michael Key, who? as in Key and Peele. Oh, uh, I don't know these guys. I mean, I know you know who they are. They're funny course. guys. Yeah. Keegan Michael Peele, uh, thirty-seven. No, fifty-one. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he so hilarious? Oh, they're funny guys. Can you believe it? I just saw. Do you watch his line? Yeah. Okay. He showed up on there. Have you seen him on there? No. Yeah. He showed up on an episode I watched last week, and at it's interesting on that show. At first, he was very nervous, and what? It, it wasn't. How could he be working. nervous? Is this a new season? I'm no, it's. I don't. Th- I don't think there are any new seasons. Yeah, there are. Oh, really? Well, there maybe are. it is a new season. I don't know. It's all the normal. You know, it's mm-hmm. Wayne Brady. It's Colin Mockery. It's Ryan Stiles, and he was in there. But by the end, it was starting to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's such a short show. It's only like twenty minutes of airtime, so you don't have a whole lot. Anyway, he is so oh, sp- so funny. Um, okay, JJ Watt, not TJ Watt, local product. JJ Watt, former uh, Houston Texan. Is he still playing? Uh, I would say 30, uh, 34. 33! Hey, great. Very good, John. Well, I blew it with... Uh, still impressed. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. You can't get them all. Okay, right. But still, your overall average Excellent. is so incredibly Very high, good. it really makes me nervous. Excellent. Um, Happy so, birthday. 
Happy birthday to those guys. Uh, so maraschino cherry. Yeah. So we we talked about the three of us watching the morning show, which uh, Christy watched it first, then dragged me in, and then I dragged you in. Yeah. This is not a show for children, um, and it's not a show for emotionally fragile adults either. <laughs> That's a rough show. Uh, it's a peek at the morning news show. Yeah, it's right? like the um, uh, what's his name from the Today Show? Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer story. Kind of. Right? Kind of. Steve Carell. Yeah, but uh, Steve Carell is outstanding in it. Like he's, he's outstanding in office. everything. He's certain. He is a little bit of Michael Scott, though. A little bit. He is a little bit of Michael Scott in it. In a desperate, sad, yeah. brutal kind of way. But in a really dramatic way that is only suitable for adults. Um, it is a very, very interesting show. What is it streaming up? Uh, Apple. The morning show. Yeah. yeah. So you gave up TV, though, John, for Lent. I have. Um, you only have a few seconds here, but tell us how it's going so far. Fine. It's good. I don't miss it at all. I don't miss it. That's I mean, crazy. It's not that big of a deal. Seriously. I'm. It's like free. I, and I... I Here's the deal. I walk in the living room. I'm not. I haven't sat on the couch for weeks. Yeah, I'm hanging out in the dining room table reading. It's good. The ride home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.